We hope you're having a lovely day. Cliff and Kendall are here to say, eat your veggies so you can grow and watch much more of our lovely show, the Cliff and Kendall Show. The Cliff and Kendall Show. The Cliff and Candle Show. Hey, Cliff! Oh, books, books, books! Books, 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 books here. Yeah, books, books there. And a couple of bookie books. Oh. Now, Kendall, I've been out shopping here at the book fair, which is at the Busheltown Fairgrounds for the next uh, 18 weeks. It's a very extended stay that they've booked. Because booked because we they think it. that you know Busheltown it's got a growing literate population and we think that they really want a lot of books so they have you know booked it for the next eighteen weeks until it's fair season you know but anyway Kendall I, yeah a lot of a lot of Danielle Steele being sold a lot of, of day of course a lot of people came because they thought it was metal a brand of metal but they left with books and that's where the you know word of mouth gets involved. That's how they get you. So they get you. But anyway, Kendall, I've out, been out shopping. Of course, I've got a lot of books at home already that I am going to read. So I'm trying not to buy a whole bunch more to stack up. But so I've been buying some other stuff, and I got this. Uh, you know how they have these blind bag toys that you buy one and you don't know which one you're getting, right? <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. It's teaching children to <laughs> gamble. Because it is just terrible. But it, the long story short is I got a, I bought a Stranger Things one, and it, it all worked out just fine, Kendall. Because who? <laughs> Steve. And can you believe that they okayed and made this? Is, this is an overtly sexual. Is he shirtless? Yes. Uh, is this like a sex figure <laughs> that they have? Look, look at him. Tight they jeans. Knew. They knew who they were selling it to. There's shirtless, no shirtless Steve. And uh, if people are wondering, is there any scale of this I would not buy? And the answer is no. I would buy but if, all Did scales. they have an age requirement on the side of the bag that was like 34 and up? 34, no, 41 and up. And 400 I, months plus. <laughs> no, but anyway, okay, now I got this wonderful shirtless Steve figure. <laughs> and it, that just once in a while in a dark night with clouds and no light at all. Once in a while, on a night like that, you see a star. Bleh. It reminds you that <laughs> life can Out be there good. quietly among the stars. Yeah, that life can be good. So sometimes you see a star. Sometimes you get a little tiny three-inch shirtless Steve action figure from a blind bag. Well, it's not the size. It's what you do with it. It's And I will do anything. With a Steve action figure. All the ones, every different outfit you want to sell me, I'll buy them. I'm down. Two, please. Here's his credit card. <laughs> My, the number on the back of it, oh. We 
here. This is not a, a Steve fan cast, though. Damn it. Do We're you, not here to talk about do you know all the how, different sizes. How much more popular our show would be if it were a Steve well, fan cast. But, but see, not. we don't conform. We don't conform. No, we're not doing it. We're doing it for art. I thought you were going to say, we're doing it for us. <laughs> and by extension, us. Yes, yes, yes. Because we're artists. We're artists. That's right. Remember that boring we went to school for art. silent movie called The Artist? Well... Yeah. Weird. That was a biography of our lives. <laughs> we really are the artists, okay? You know, it is. We, I mean, we physically went to school to be artists. So, you like, there's no way you can, you can fight us on that fact. We are definitely artists. No, that's what qualifies us to do all these countdowns. Yeah. To know where the rankings would stand on all these artistic things, such as Books and children's television shows. Well, I was going to say, and speaking of countdowns, Cliff. Speak on. If our listeners like them, you've come to the right place <laughs> this week because we got two of them. We got one before the break and one after. The first one. Uh, yeah, which one are we doing first? Uh, either either one. It's up to you, Kendall. Should I, should I flip the space coin? Sure. Flip it. You know, I love. All right, I'll call this one. That's one of my favorite parts. Of, oh, Kendall, speaking of favorite parts in the show, uh, sorry, I hate to not call it while it's in the air. Oh, right. What did you do last night, Kendall? Cliff, I thought you would never (laughs) ask. I really was hoping that you'd never ask. Uh, Cliff, you know, in in honor of this episode coming up, I thought, oh, I should go through and read some books because the past couple years... The only books that I've had time to read are were all about baby books to know oh. like how to keep a baby alive and not I kill them. I want my baby book, baby book, baby book. I want my baby book, baby book, baby book. Wrong. <laughs> I don't. I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of everything I read being about like nap gaps and whatever else. So I thought last night I was like, well, I'll read a little bit of a book to to get back in the mood, back in the you know the swing of things. Um, I love that. And so I was reading uh, Billy Crystal's autobiography, checking that one out. And I also just went back and read some of these kid books that are on the list just to reorient myself with the classics before I I started talking about them. I'll say I don't want to give too much away of the other books I was reading because it's on the countdown, but I'll, I'll, I'll share it when it comes to it. All right. Well, what were you doing? What was I doing? Well, A, put a pin in that. Do you... Uh, <laughs> I'll come back to it. But speaking of this, Billy Crystal, have you come upon any juicy stories? Uh, well, you know. Or is it mostly about baseball? It was mostly about analyze this, analyze that. <laughs> <laughs> and his one-man show on on Broadway. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know. I, there, I, nothing like stands out to me where I've been reading so far that's been like real juicy. I think he's saving that. You know, you want to build up to the juice. All right. Well, I expect you to squeeze that juice all over us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be squeezing <laughs> when it when you come to it, okay? Because I remember right. I read about 800 pages of the Barbara Streisand book to you on the air, and I gave you a copy for Christmas. So, I think I'm. Are you I'm, saying I'm, you want me to bring the book no. and read it? Because I, I could. Well, you could if you want. Can I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Te- uh, I'm not going to tell you how to make your art, okay? But. All right. What did I do last night, you ask? Well, last night I was at home and, you know, who stopped by temporarily? Uh, Terry the Terry Temp. Terry the Temp. 
came by and we happened to watch this movie called Hollywood Nights with a K. It was Nights with a K. Uh, and it was this star-studded. It had Tony Danza and Michelle Pfeiffer. And it really felt like their part, you know, like they booked them for one day at the end because they, you know, barely interacted <laughs> with any of the other cast or anything. Yeah. But it was very much, you know, uh, graf- American graffiti, you know, in other kinds of graffiti. You know, it was the same thing. It was just a different universe of graffiti, and you know, in Hollywood graffiti. We did that, but that made me think of. I've been watching Taxi. Kendall, have you watched Taxi lately? The show. The show. Yeah, I haven't watched it lately, but I, I loved watching it. Well, I've been oh, watching it forever. lately. I've not watched it in forever either, since the Nick at Night days. But yeah, I, you know, it was one of those things I just thought I deserved, so I ordered it. On DVD, I feel like sometimes I'm single-handedly keeping these DVD manufacturers in business. Can't oh, it's a good thing. I I would like a little help from our listeners and you, uh, but I ordered the taxi. I said taxi, and I got the DVD, <laughs> the complete series, and it's so fun. But I want you to watch it because I feel like I if I feel this way, you should feel this same way. It only you know turnabout's fair play. I want you to watch because in the first season, you know, Tony Danza is in it like he was in this Hollywood Nights. And he plays a boxer when he's not driving a t- taxi. He's a boxer. <laughs> uh huh. Kendall, I want you to watch it because that's what your body is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like what Tony Danza's did in 1978. And what, you mean in shape and healthy? <laughs> yes! It, it, he well, is, I got plenty of, of things I can look at to see that. Uh, well, I just want you to, uh, if you're looking for a good example, <laughs> there you go. Okay. But, in, uh, you know, because I keep thinking, well, that's what my body's supposed to look like. <laughs> you know, it's the 70s and he had these... Tight shirts, these tight pants, Kendall. So tight. It made me really appreciate Tony Danes in all new ways that I'd never realized. And he's just so cute. And I, you know what I may have to do is after <laughs> it left you asking who is the who boss? Who is? I, I know. I know who I would let be the boss. Is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. I, I have. I have some ideas about bossing that I could give him. Once I'm done with Murder Shiro, I may have to watch Who's the Boss. I haven't seen that in. 89 years. And I, yeah. I think it's on Hulu, but I may have to watch it. Because, man. It's one surefire way to relive our childhood. Oh, we can experience it all, watching man. all of them. And see, you get to experience it in horny new ways as an adult. <laughs> You're like, damn, Tony Danza was hot as fuck. He could boss me. All right, but that's what I was doing last night, Kendall. Bossing around with Tony and the gang at Taxi. That was a, that was a bit too much information <laughs> for all the listeners. But. Don't people like tuning in and hearing what fat, middle-aged, not in a shameful way, but just, you know, gay, <laughs> bald men are, you know, uh, into the, oh, these men in the 70s sitcoms. So hot. Cliff, I think if people cared, we would be the major demographic, but we're not. That would be 18 to 39-year-olds. That's because Mr. Snodbottom said a long time ago, he said, boys, our budget, it can go towards advertising or it could go towards snacks. And we made the decision, Kendall. And uh, we've never looked back. So that's well, what, you know. I stand by the decision, too. I'll stand by you. 
I'll stand by you. Won't let Although nobody we may need a hurt you. <laughs> All right, Kendall, that's what I was doing last night, which leads me to what we're doing today, for God's sake. God? Oh, uh, we're at a book fair. We're at a book fair, so I think it is only appropriate at a book fair that we do a little mini countdown of our favorite, back when we were a kid, our favorite kids shows on TV. But let's just say kids shows, not not necessarily just like when I was seven, the, my favorite TV program, because I know that we loved shows that were not kids shows as well we loved the golden girls and this and that and the other and reruns of i love lucy and speaking of nick at night but what we're talking about today are shows that were actually aimed at children right thank god i thought you were just about to tell me that it was any show we watched when we were kids and i was like i'm going to kill you no no it's all kids 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 real four kids yeah. Because, Kendall, if you asked me my favorite shows at 11 and my favorite shows at 42, oh, they might be so fucking close to being exactly the same that it would be not even worth counting down. So well, We just found it early. We just found it early. It's not my fault that I Love Lucy and the Golden Girls and Seinfeld and Mary Tyler Moore and The Simpsons were around and that they, nothing has surpassed them yet. That's right, right. But... Anyway, Kendall, that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about whatever it was I did last night, Tony Danza, daydreaming. We're talking now about these shows, Kendall. Do you, did we already flip a coin? What's happening? Nope. I was just about to say, call it. I'm going to call it Tales for a Tale as Old as Time, like these books Ta- all around us. Tales. It's Tales. You got it again. Doggies. These were a lot, Ooh, like you said. Baby. I know, it's hard. <sighs> Let's see. Let's just start. This is a show, Kendall, who I think it inspired generations to just be a little funky, be a little mismatch, be a little... You know, either you got people's drummers, but you march to your own drummer, Kendall. Especially if you're an orphan, don't you think? Well, I would think, yeah. If you're an orphan, you have to match, march to your own drum. No, there's no other drums. No other drums. <laughs> Just the rhythm of the street. But luckily, some orphans find a kindly old man named Henry. And they move in, and they turn their world around, Kendall. I'm talking about the punkiest of Brewsters, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster, I had it on my list, too. I love Punky Brewster. Maybe the world is blind, or just a Oh my God, I loved it. I I want you. Maybe when we're old, finally, you will build us a treehouse like Punky had <laughs> in the back, and we can go and it'll have you know the like the curtain that we pull up, 
And we could, I think that would be so amazing. Punky Brewster, friends, Cherry. I remember. And that little boy and Margot. I just remember being so jealous of the treehouse. Remember, Kendall, please, please tell your child not to play in an old abandoned refrigerator because he could get stuck inside. Oh, well, of course, of course, I would relay to the child the same fears that I had <laughs> growing up because that was like of, of when we were kids, there were a few fears that were the most getting trapped in a refrigerator or a washing machine or something, you know, drowning in quicksand. Or like being abducted by a child abductor. Those those were like the big fears that were instilled upon us all the time. Yeah, but do you remember when Cherry got stuck in the refrigerator and yeah. it was, you, you thought, "Oh my God, she's dead. Cherry has died." I, I mean, but no, thank God, Punky saved her. As a kid, I did think, "Oh my God, she's going to die." Now I'd be like, "Well, they would never do that on a sitcom in the middle of it." But uh, whatever, 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 whatever. Oh, Kendall, you're jaded. Philosophies, these horrible. Please take them away. This episode has got to be a celebration of ourselves as innocents. So dial back to a time when we thought that <laughs> everybody <laughs> dial was. Dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> dial your brain. I never thought I'd say that. Dial your brain back mentally. <laughs> There's the first time for everything. <laughs> Well, About three years until you hit pre-adolescence. <laughs> <Kendall. laughs> that was number six. <laughs> Punky, maybe the world is blind or just a little unkind. Don't know. Oh, Punky. Oh, Punky. But number five, Cliff. Now I, I, I've got to mention one that's not on my list. But I need, to, I need to mention it because I've, I've spoke about it on other countdowns before, so I was going to leave it off this one because there were just so many. They were so hard. But I'm leaving this one off the list. It was one of my favorites. Gummy Bears. Bouncing oh. here and there and everywhere. High adventures that we all can share. We are the Gummy Bears. I've been watching it on Disney Plus every once in a while, too. It's, it's fun. Um, now, tell me, because... I didn't have anything against it, but it wasn't one that I was tuning in specifically for. But I, obviously, I remember when the theme song yeah. coming on constantly. What made them gummy? No, so they weren't. Well, I don't. I don't really know. They didn't explain that part. But they they would uh, drink gummy berry juice. Okay. And so that's I guess where the the phrase is. I mean, even though they were gummy bears, they it's because they drank gummy berry juice, and the gummy berry juice. Is what made them like if they drink it, they could bounce, so they could get away from any oh. of the enemies. So like, and there the enemies go. were these old old ogres. It was like medieval time. It was like these yes. ogres and like this um, guy that sort of wanted to be the king or something. He was a, like old, like kind of washed up duke or something. I think I can't remember what it was, but but he was kind of the leader, and the ogres would help him. And whenever they got close to him, they would use the gummy berry juice to get away from the ogres. Well, there you go. That explains good. it. It was good, but that's not number five. Number five. No, it's not. No, I said that was my. I didn't. I didn't want to do that one because I talked about it on other shows, but it was an honorable mention. 
I never have heard you mention in our in the entire time I've known you. I thought we talked about on an episode about, about, about the gummy, gummy bears. bears. I'm pretty sure we did. Who else are you hosting a podcast with I'm on the dark web? I'm pretty sure we did. But the real number five is a show that I absolutely loved. It's part of why I am such a geek and a nerd and loved science and loved anything like that because I just thought it was so cool to talk about like why people fart and why things, you know, why certain things are the way they are. And it was done in a fun, like hip way for when we were kids. I'm talking Beekman's world, 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 world. Did you now love that? I've heard you talk about 10,000 times. Really? Yeah, maybe your brain is just mixing up gummy bears. And well, the you did tell well. me to roll it back. <laughs> well, then fine. I mean, roll then it let's, up. Let's just keep, then we'll keep gummy bears at number five. How about that? Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Bouncing here and there and everywhere I adventure that's beyond compare They are the gummy bears Alright, there you go Gummy bears Number five, I love it Alright, number four Kendall, oh, there's so many And I don't even want to say any more than that because <laughs> it, it's just it's, it's the tip of the iceberg. There's so many. Number four. Oh God, I'm gonna say this is was one. It kind of maybe was a sort of not really a GI Joe for girls, but kind of. So of course I was very into it as a burgeoning homosexual. I was, oh, I was just dying. It was the best. It's still, no other show still has reached the heights of fashion that this show has. And yet it also had intrigue and... Uh, not even supernatural, super techno- it's technological. You would have liked that part, Kendall. Maybe you liked it. Because at one point, Jerrica, she would have to clasp onto her earring and she would have to say, It's showtime, Synergy. And she would have to be covered with a hologram and she'd turn into Jim from Jim and the Holograms. Truly outrageous, whoa, Jam! Oh, the music's contagious, Jam! And the holograms, Kendall, and they were worldwide singing sensations. And then she was also doing sort of espionage-like things with her alter ego. You think Hannah Montana invented that? Ah, 
am sorry, but no. <laughs> See, and I never saw Jim. <gasps> I know. So good. Um, oh, it's so good. And I don't know why I didn't watch it other than I'm sure it was uh, marketed as a, as a girl's show. You were homophobic. I wasn't homophobic. Back then. You know I wasn't. <laughs> but I don't know why. Like, I guess, I guess that's just like, I, I had so many shows to watch anyway. But, and I don't know why. Who knows? Well, it's very pink. And if you were just flipping through, you as, you know, everyone's idealized epitome of masculinity, you would have thought Yeah, that's that. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll flip on till I see somebody with the ninja throwing stars. No, because I didn't watch like GI Joe either. I didn't like. I didn't watch any of those. Like I, I liked the the real uh, bubblegum ones, if I, if you will. You know. Yeah. Well, this was very influenced by like MTV and all the yeah. pop music and stuff at the time. Cause they, every episode they had a, you know, one of jams music videos that they shot. And I also grew up as, you know, as a little kid watching MTV. See, and I did and not. I would just, well, see, I, that's why I'm so much cooler and so much more of a rock star than you are. I know. Well, you know, Billy Joel wasn't on MTV in those days as much. Maybe not <laughs> in the middle days. Maybe not. But right. he, he, you know, he was on VH1. That's why you were so into VH1. I was more then. into VH1. I watched a pop-up video. Well, all right. Anyway, Kendall, jam. Truly outrageous. Whoa, Jam. Outrageous. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, that is a great one, Cliff. I, I did, Susan loved that that series, and um, um, and I, I, I had never seen the movie when it came out. Did you see it? No, don't see it. It's not even hardly related to it. Yeah, okay. Um, at any rate, number... It'd be like if they made a Cliff and Kendall movie, and it was about two thin people who didn't do a podcast. That's that's rough. That's not a Cliff and Kendall okay. approved script, right? Right. Amen. You uh, saw two top models in there talking true. about how hard it is to you know uh, be somebody with abs. Then they just stole our name. That's all it is. Right. Basically, that's what it is. So don't even worry about the movie. Let's let's let it be one of the thousands of movies that are released <laughs> a year that we just all collectively pretend didn't happen. Look at this wonderful tote I just got over at that book fair lady's booth over there. (laughs) Oh, here, let me put some of these books that I've just bought in your tote. Oh, dear. dear. I've got some new editions of some old Zane Grey Westerns here. Oh, that's the fourth bag we filled up today. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, they've had a big sale on Louis L'Amour, boys. Two for a dollar. And I bought a bushel. (laughs) And they're in the trunk of our car. (laughs) I'll be reading them this summer on the lake on the boat, dear. Oh, that sounds like a great vacation. Now, we haven't really been around yet to check out the different booths, and I think we're going to do that when we take a break. But uh, No, I only went to the one that had Stranger Things memorabilia. (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, I'm so literate. You know, I hate to just say, like, unlike other people. But I'm so literate that, uh, you know, I already read the Barbara Streisand autobiography. I saw they have that big 
cutout over there, which, uh, do you know, Mrs. Potter, but I better turn who owns that booth that has the cutout? Because if you know them, I'll let them know that I need it for our store. Well, I'll have to go check, dear, and see if I can figure out who that is. See, well, because I bet you probably go to church with them or something, and then you could use your, you know, God connection with them, recite some sort of scriptural... Uh, oh, here is the this. strongest connection there is. There you go. Yeah, you're on a good, <laughs> you're off to a good start. So if you could just uh, obtain that for me. But we're here, and, you know, uh, we're all about books. You know, oh, gosh, I've got so many. Do you think that... Oh, I can't... Yeah, I know you haven't been everywhere. I keep asking. But I want to <laughs> see if maybe they have a booth where they have the Jessica Fletcher Murder, She Wrote novels, because... There are still a bunch of those I haven't read. Oh, dear. I think I think I saw a few of those books at any rate in one of the booths around the corner over there. There was a new one. There's a really honest to God, a new one that just came out in the past few weeks or a month or so uh, called A Fit for Murder. And it's got Jessica Ooh. in like sort of a jazzercise outfit on the front of it. And I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, I hope there's a Michael Crichton booth. Let's hope. Let's hope there's one uh, Jurassic Park. Remember that part in the movie where it says, Welcome to Jurassic Park? I do sort of remember that part. <laughs> kind oh. of an important part of the movie. Oh, dear. I, I see Funky and Opie. They're over at that children's book booth, and they want us to buy them some young adult novels. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, I'm always happy to encourage literacy here. Let's go oh, see what they yes. want here. Oh, if only I had access to more books when I was a child. Cliff. If only. No, kid, no, you're doing very well. <laughs> That's what they always said. You're doing right, very well for someone with your situation. All right, Kendall, our next one is... Well, didn't I just do Jam and the Holograms? You did. I was, I was trying to do it, and you took over. Don't I was saying, Cliff, it. number three <laughs> on the countdown. Number three. Let's see. Let's see. There are so many... And it's so hard. I'm just going to have to narrow this down. I'm, okay, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with this one because this was such a big part of my childhood. And I, anytime I hear this music for the beginning intro of this show, it just fills me with joy and glee and happiness of the past. Um, and it, it really... I'm sorry, I'm just pulling it up real quick. They started making a new, a new version of it lately. And I've watched some, and it's good. It's not as good as the old one, but that's just because it has the nostalgia built around it, too. I'm talking about Fraggle Rock. Then she cares away. Worries for another day. Can't use play. Down to Fraggle Rock. Oh, Cliff. What a great show. Did you love Fraggle Rock? Uh, did you watch I, as much as I did? Not as much as you did, I don't think. But I did love it. I remember very much the man and the dog and yeah. the Fraggle Hall. And the dozers. Yeah. And they always ate all their stuff whenever they built it. And, yes, and Traveling I've, Matt, who went out into the world. With, oh, yeah. And I identified very much with that pile of garbage. Woman who <laughs> the Trash Heap? Yeah, that's who I was. That's her name, oh, Trash Heap. That's me. That's me. That's what I would think when I would see stuff. Uh, but yeah, Fraggle Rock, Kendall. That, nothing rocks away. that hard these days as they did. It doesn't. Okay, sounds good. All right. All right. Kendall, number two. Some say it takes number two 
to make a dream come true. <laughs> and, oh, man. <laughs> and this is what number two is. Number two is an 18-way <laughs> tie. No, Kendall, I'll whittle it down. It's just a three-way tie, Kendall. You know, one of Britney Spears, she had a number one hit with a song called Three. And I don't, I don't know if I can tell you in the middle of a kids show countdown what it was about, but your imagination <laughs> can take the leap. And this is another triumvirate, Kendall. One of them, well, he got by with a little help from his friends, and he's just one of our favorite people still to this day. Kendall, and still to this day, we're still dealing with the same problems that he dealt with when he first made the scene, i.e. Mondays. They're still just a fucking bitch. (laughs) Yeah, that they are. And nobody knows that. Nobody told us that more often or better than Garfield and his friends. Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. Friends are there To help you get started To give you a push on your way Friends are there To turn you around Get your feet on the ground For a brand new day They'll pick you up when you're down Help you swallow your pride Oh, there you go. See? Say no more. Garfield and Friends. What an excellent, excellent show. And it ties with Kendall. Speaking of Friends... These other two shows are full of our friends. And if anybody has listened to more than just this one episode, then I would say there's a 100% chance they've heard us talk 100% times about the Muppets, both grown and babies. I just, oh, I love Muppet, 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 baby, baby, baby. Muppet Babies, so good, the cartoon, and their cousins, well, they were not afraid to show how it was, and it being life on the street. Sesame Street, Kendall, oh my God. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. I love it. Can you tell me how to get? Sunny day, sleeping up, clouds away. On my way to where the air is To Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Who would I be if I had not been influenced by Big Bird, Bert and Ernie, Grover, all of them, Kendall. Oh, my God. Maria. And Gordon, every Even single Mr. Hooper, Mr. Hooper, Prairie Dawn, all of them, Kendall Snuffle Upagus, Barkley the fucking dog. Oh my God, Sesame Street. I could go on forever, literally, but I won't because those are the three that tie for number two. Put down the ducky. 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 Yeah, you gotta leave the duck alone. You gotta 
and and I couldn't agree more. Um, I've got a, I do have an 18 way tie for some of those other ones that we didn't mention, but um, but that does take us to number one, Cliff, and you know that. I know that number one is. Can I just say this before you go? Number one is blank, and it's our it's our segment. Oh, I'm sorry. That means Ryan said we got to do this segment. Fill in the blank. (laughs) Fill in the blank. So many blanks, Kendall. It feels like we've been doing this show for 97 hours, and yet we have not. So, so many blanks, so many time, so a little time. There, I mean, I couldn't say it better myself. So I'm just gonna say this, Kendall. This is a segment called "Fill in the Blank," and where to begin? What we do is we share a quote. It's got a blank in it, and then you fill that motherfucker in, Kendall. And usually with the correct, the correct word would be the way we'd like to play. <laughs> that would be ideal. Here's one for you, Kendall. Are you ready? I'm ready. This was, oh, this was said by J.M. Barry. Don't you love him? Not Dave Barry, but J.M. Barry. Not Halle Berry, but J.M. Not Alan Barry, but J.M. Barry. <laughs> Kendall, heaven for climate, hell for blank. Heaven for climate, hell for civilization. No, for company. Oh, company, of course. Of course. Oh, Kendall, when you and I get to hell, there'll be two's company. Oh, see, that's and that's going to be our new show in heaven. <laughs> All right, Cliff. If life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without blank. And be without surprise. No flavor. Flavor. Said Who said that? Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, I thought it was Guy Fieri. Who's talking about flavor? Taking us flavor. <laughs> no, tab. he was. He said a lot of more crazy things. <laughs> Kendall, we may not pay blank reverence, for that would be indiscreet. But we can at least respect his talents. Say that first part again. This is this is also Mark Twain saying this. The Cliff and Kendall of his time. We may not pay blank reverence. For that would be indiscreet, but we can at least respect his talents. Death. <gasps> Neff, Kendall, the one, the only, the one we have to thank for so much these days. Satan. Oh. <laughs> I thought for sure I had it. You got it, Kendall. But one li- uh, only a life lived for others is a life blank. Oh, is a life but <laughs> a life, <laughs> a life uh, used. No, worthwhile. No. Worthwhile. Albert Einstein. Oh, well, I guess he thinks he's some kind of Einstein. <laughs> All right, Kendall, one of the best things people could do for their blank would be to sharply limit the number of them. Are there opinions? No. One 
of the best things people could do for their descendants would be to sharply limit the number of them. (laughs) Olin Miller, not Olin Mills, but Olin Miller. Now, Olin Mills said, cheese, say cheese. All right, Cliff. He said, could you move your chin up just a little (laughs) bit this way? He said a lot of things. Which backdrop would you prefer? (laughs) We're going to need a wide angle lens for these two. (laughs) Ooh, when we walked in, that's when he shut that that whole thing down. That's why you don't see all the mills around anymore. <laughs> the purpose of our lives is to be blank, said the Dalai Lama. Is to be sexy. Oh, Cliff, that was the sultry Lama. The Dalai Lama <laughs> said to be happy. Oh, uh, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. So from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. Kendall, don't be so humble. You're not that blank. You're not that great. <laughs> You're not that great. And that was Golden My Air. You know, I've always said you and Golden My Air are like this, and I'm intertwining my fingers, folks. You know. Well, you got it right. When you're right, you're right. When you're hot, you're hot. Cliff, don't worry about when you are not recognized, but strive to be worthy of blank, Abraham Lincoln said. To be worthy of uh, desserts. Now, we're worthy of desserts. Recognition. Recognition. Kendall, I want you to recognize quickly this last one from me. Oh, oh gosh, everybody. That men do not learn very much from the lessons of history is the most important of all the lessons that history has to blank. Teach. Teach it, Aldous Huxley and Kendall, yes. Me and Albert Huxley, like that. The history book on the shelf is always repeating itself. itself. All right, Kendall, number one. (laughs) Number one, all right. Number one, number one. Okay, what I was trying to say earlier is that we have talked about this a certain place many times we devoted a whole show really to this place we've named our store after this place basically Cliff and Kendall's Playhouse I'm talking about the one the only the greatest playhouse of them all Pee Wee's it's Cherry Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, talk about a playhouse that I was jealous I couldn't go to. Oh, nothing ever better has existed. No, and it never will. And it never will. I, I swear if back in the 80s, 90s or whatever, they would have decided to make like a real playhouse that kids could go and play at. I would have been the first one in line. I would have been there with bells on. There you go. Let's keep it positive. With bells on. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Me too. There's not a day goes by that I don't think of Pee Wee. Not only because I have 56 different Pee Wee 
posters and figurines and toys in my home. <laughs> Even if I didn't, I would still be mental man, mentally in that playhouse every single day. And I always will, Kendall. As long as we live, that playhouse will exist within us. And that is our safe place. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, I want everything to exist beyond I die. Well, it would be great if certain things existed beyond when I die. But guess what? I'll be dead and it won't really matter. So and there is nothing that they can't take the playhouse away from us. And as long as we live, you can't take that away from me. You know, just rest assured. Uh, you know, I think that's what they meant when they said, "On the solid rock I stand; all other ground is sinking sand." I think that they meant the playhouse is here and it will always be here. And I thank God for that, Kendall. And if God knows anything, it's this: I have to take a fucking break. <laughs> I gotta go check out some books. I have to go check out Kendall. This is not a library. You gotta buy these books. No, I'm just like visually check them out. No, okay, but they want you just reading them there. You can't just visually check them out. You got to buy these things. Okay, I'll buy them. Buy them. Bring your credit card is what I'm saying because I've I've already got a stack going. Right. After these messages, Messages. we'll be right right back. back. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. Or after Cliff and Kendall return from the refrigerator, whichever happens first. Today's show is brought to you by the letter L for long, as in too long for a commercial. So let's get back to the show. And now welcome back to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here, Cliff, and Mary- so magazines, many. periodicals. <laughs> they got it all. Tell me more. Tell me more, Kendall. Sorry, I uh, stopped by the snack stand. 
What, and what are you eating there, Cliff? What'd you get at the snack stand? It's a marshmallow book. A marshmallow book? Yeah. Oh, like a marshmallow in the shape of a book. Yeah. It's not, it. it's not. It's not. Not that complicated. <laughs> Everything's a little complicated for me sometimes, Cliff. Why you gotta, gotta go make it too complicated? Remember that one? I do. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Can you believe that song is so that old? No, I can't believe everything is so old. I can't, let's let's not get let's not go down that rabbit hole because that could turn <laughs> into a four hour show. And we don't have the time right now. Kendall, at some point, because uh, our listeners are going to need to make the time. At some point, maybe when it's summer road trip vacation season, we're going to do an episode so groundbreaking. That it's going to break ground in how long it is. Because we're going to do a countdown episode where we count down our favorite episodes that were countdowns. And we're not (laughs) just going to play a little clip from the episode. We're going to play the whole goddamn thing. And Kendall, the world... Visionaries. The world won't be able to take it. Imagine if you were on a cross-country trip and you had a 12-hour show of ours to listen to where we counted down our favorite countdown episodes. Would that not be a lifesaver? Literally a lifesaver. <laughs> I don't know. At that point, does it qualify as the radio? Um, <laughs> but no, I think we're visionaries. And I know I would. I, I, we're going to need a bigger internet. We're going to need a bigger internet. Steve Jobs, get to work, because it's happening. <laughs> Bring him it's back. Happening. As Oprah would say. But Cliff, we're going to save that for another day, because today... Well, yeah, that's not today. We're talking about the countdown of our favorite children's books. Oh, speaking of sunny days, lifting their Claire Olds away. Claire Olds away. Whatever. Is it clouds or cares? I don't know. They're, they're all so, gone. The clouds and the cares. They both left, so I don't even know which one was causing the other. Yeah, right? exactly. There you go. Oh, God. So beautiful. Kendall, we're going to talk about children's books when we loved as a child. We are, but first, we're going to have to flip this space coin. I wish that you would flip it. Okay. <laughs> flip it good. All right, call it. Flip it. Good. I wish Devo were alive to re-record their song as Flip It Good. Tails. Heads. Oh, forgotten what it felt like to lose. And now, I know. You had a, a long winning it. streak. I thought it was going to keep going. Uh, Kendall, let's Num- just keep going. <laughs> Number six on the countdown. Cliff, this book, um, I found it at an early age. And I just remember being enthralled by it. The, the cover, the illustrations, the many stories that were contained within its pages. Not just one. Uh-oh. I'm talking it was a collection. A collection. The, the penthouse was, letters. No, <gasps> that no. You introduced me to that years later when we were driving to Washington. Uh, I was, uh, forgot what I was saying. When I, when I was a kid, it was the first foray into like the jaunt, the genre, if you will, of like creep show when they had like multiple stories that you were going to watch. It was the the OG of that. I'm talking where the sidewalk ends. 
Someone ate the baby. It's rather sad to say someone ate the baby. So she won't be out to play. We'll, the, we'll, the, the, t- but tell me more. It's poems, right? Yes, it's a collection of poems and by Shel, Shel, uh, Shel Silverstein, or yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. and like... The cover I loved because it was like this real like kind of like long line like where it was drawn. It, I don't know. It was just so fun. It just enthralled me. The baby isn't here. We'll give away her toys and clothes. We'll never have to wipe her nose. Dad says. And I think that's why like I love macabre and I love like dark and like twisted humor. And I felt like for a kid that was what it was. It's, it's, it's still controversial for being that way. But, like, I loved the story of, like, the, the king with the peanut butter. And he, like, because that was the story that resonated with me, obviously, because he just ate so much peanut butter sandwiches that his mouth just welded shut. And they had to, like, pry it open. And his first words when they got it open was, how about a peanut butter sandwich? Uh-oh. <laughs> and then in voice so faint and weak, the first words that they heard him speak were, how about a peanut butter sandwich? Yeah, so I I just love that book. Did did you love it as a kid? I did. It's, uh, I'm not having the same <laughs> memories. I thought you were building up to something else, and that's the only reason why I'm so aghast. Also, they have this big alcohol cart at the book fair here and I did hit it up but I didn't even mention it because <laughs> I didn't want to you know, put your sobriety in oh. jeopardy. Well, so, you know it doesn't bother me. You can drink as much as you want. I know. And when I vomit later on you, you'll understand. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's so a that's thing I've become used to. <laughs> one reason. I'm, I'm just thrown. Have you ever just been thrown? Because <laughs> I thought I, you were going. I worry what you thought I was talking about. I, I, I don't want to say it in case it Oh, uh, in case it comes up later. But you won't not- forget to tell me later if it doesn't come up. Note from the future. I don't think it came back up, and I thought he was building up to scary stories to tell in the dark. You can see why I was thrown. <gasps> Let's hope. Cross okay. our fingers. I'll try to Get remember. Up. I am talking, of course, though, about number five. Yes. And number five... I've got it. This was a, a book about a family. Did you like books about families, Kendall? Yeah, as a sure. Kid? Sure. This was a family that I love because they were all, well, they were all just sort of funny in a way, Kendall. And they're, you're sort of their name said it all. Did you ever read these about the stupids? And, no. Oh my God! You never read the stupids. The now, books. Is that, is that what the movie is based on? Yeah. I never knew there was a book of the stupids. There are a bunch of books of the stupids. Oh this my one, gosh! I missed this out. one that I picked up over at the kids' booth. This was called "Stupids Have a Ball." Here, let me just read you just a little bit of it, then, since you have no idea. Uh, It says, report card time had rolled around again. Mr. and Mrs. Stupid could hardly wait for Buster and Petunia to get home from school. See, here's Mr. and Mrs. Stupid. Uh They're there. And he says, here come the little tykes now. And she says, oh, my. And you can see she's (laughs) she's standing in uh, buckets. Buckets? 
she's standing in bucket. Uh, and they come in, and <laughs> I'm already laughing. Hooray! <laughs> cried Mr. Stupid. This time, Buster and Petunia flunked everything, and that's hard to do, said his wife. The two stupid kids beamed from ear to ear. <laughs> this calls for a celebration, declared Mr. Stupid. Why don't we have a costume ball and invite all our relatives, said Mrs. Stupid. You know how they all like to get dressed up. Here's what I was laughing at. In the photo, you see Mr. and Mrs. Sorry, I'm trying to show Kendall and also look myself and it doesn't work. In the photo behind them, you see Mr. and Mrs. Stupid. They're standing in front of a a flat landscape and it says Mount, Mount Stupid. Stupid. Uh, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, the stupid's wonderful cat xylophone was so excited that her tail got stuck in her nose. I can't see. Well, it's all right. It's a stupid cat. It's because you're 42. Now, it just gets funnier and funnier from there. Uh, the dog and the cat, they make uh, some of the food for the party they're having for all their family. Oh, Here's time to put on our costumes, Mr. Stupid <laughs> called out. Uh, uh, he, he worked really hard, so do Washington. <laughs> He's, uh, when Petunia saw her father's costume, she squealed with delight. He said, I'm General George Washing Machine, said Mr. <laughs> Stupid. I'm telling you, it's just comedy gold the stupids by harry allard and james marshall there are many of them i think that they're probably very hotly debated because because their name is stupid now that's a stupid book it's a stupid it's funny it's can't you take a (laughs) joke the stupids kendall there was 90 minutes about the stupids well i did i had no idea it was a book and that makes so much more sense at the movie now why the movie came around because it was just kind of out of left field without knowing about the book. Well, my family, we were like, finally, the stupids on the big screen. Because we loved did you, them. Did you like the movie? I did like the movie. Some See, point in I history, I had the Tom Arnold. Yeah, it was funny. I thought it was it was stupid like that. I love the, I'm my own grandpa. I have mm-hmm. to go back and watch that. It was so fun. All right, Cliff, moving on up the ladder. Moving up. Let's pretend it's a ladder and move up it. On to number four. Now, you did mention during the first half of this show a television show that was very close to all of our hearts. And it, and when, when we asked how to get there, they told us how to get to Sesame Street. And on Sesame Street, there happened to be a character. And uh, his name was, of course, Grover. And Grover was just near and dear. I feel like they don't utilize Grover as much as they used to. But he was no, just near Grover and had dear. A big. He was a huge star when we were yeah. kids. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's akin to what Elmo was for the next generation, I, I think. Right. But Grover was very close to us, and he was on everything and in everything. And he was also in this book that I just absolutely loved about a monster. And the monster was at the end of the book. And you wanted to make sure to not turn the page. Whatever you do, don't turn the page. And I, it just, you know, it was, it just cracked me up. Every page cracked me up. But he was like, don't do it. And you just knew you were going to do it. You knew you were going to turn the page. (laughs) And you were going to keep going to find the monster at the end. Did you love the book? 
I did love it. I almost grabbed it over at the kids' booth um, because I loved that one and Grover things especially. I grabbed another Sesame Street book because I wanted to include them. I grabbed Cookie Monster oh, and yeah. the Cookie Tree uh, because I loved them all. But, oh, yeah, I had that. I had a cassette tape with Grover. Yeah. All Grover songs. He, he was the he was one of the big names back yeah. then. It's sad so, that his his legacy has fallen a little bit. Well, you never know what the next. You never know who's going to really catch on in the future, you know. Yeah. So, and just as long as you raise the baby to love Grover and accept him, Grover will be loved in my household. There you go. As for me and my household, we will love Grover. And yeah, this I grabbed the Cookie Monster, the Cookie Tree because I loved. All the Muppet books to the Sesame Street books. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, you'll never believe how many books we've we bought just today alone. Oh, my. Oh, sugar lump, I think we're going to have to take an extra vacation this summer just to read all of our books. I think we're going to have to add on to the house as well, dear. Oh, yes. I think our library will be bursting like a cow who hasn't been milked like their teats, dear. They're busting. <laughs> They're busting. Oh, and our library at home will be busting with all these new books. But I'm so excited. There's nothing like the smell of a new book except the smell of an old book. <laughs> oh, well, let's see what you got. Oh, look at this one. The the history of the doily from 1700s to 1847. Oh, Very specific well, in their year count. That's nice. Oh, well, dear, a lot happened in that time frame. And you, let's see, you got the bell jar and the jar bell and the dumbbells and the smart jars and the doily jars and jar of the Hulk and Tarzan and the jar bells. All right, well, you got a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. You're going to need another vacation to read all of those. Well, I think we're all going to need another vacation. We're going to need a little vacation to sit back and read some of those books and eat some of our snacks. I think that, don't we all, we need to sit back and read more books and eat more snacks and let the <laughs> busyness of the world, let it go if that's what it wants to do. But we need to protect our sanity and our mental health. That happens to be a pretty hot subject, Cliff. Oh, it is. I forgot. It is. Oh hot. dear, no, we don't have time for this. For this, for this the whole no, thing not, here, we have to not be here going. There's so many grounds. books to read and yes, look at. Yes, there's a lot of books to look at and read. Boys. Well, you know, they will be there after the hot subjects are <laughs> said and done. Everybody, I've got a hot subject to start with. Do you mind? Could I, if I start? Let, this yeah, I don't one mind. is so hot. I can't even believe we're talking about it on the air. But it discusses something that I think is near and dear to Kendall and I's stomach, and that's Pizza Hut. A oh, Pizza Hut yeah. eatery in Ontario gained uh-oh, infamy online due to an unfortunate typo in a posted sign lamenting, quote, unforeseen circumcisions. End quote. Oh, the restaurant goodness. in Timmins. Whoa, oh my, oh, don't like that at all. About this is oh, way too hot, oh. dear. Well, the restaurant posted a sign on its door that was meant to inform, obviously, about unforeseen circumstances. 
But like the Kofifis of the past, this one led to mis miscalculation here. Unforeseen circumcisions. And of course... This is exactly why we're at a book fair promoting literacy. Hey, I'm with you. And, and so I want to go with you. Speaking of with you, I want to go with you later to the, when they have that hologram presentation where they have the hologram Captain Kangaroo and he's going to read some of his old books from the 80s. Oh, I want to go back a, to see, see that for you up front, dear. <laughs> I brought my own 3D glasses in case there was any, like, you know, think about those. But anyway, kiddo, circumcisions unforeseen. Uh Uh-oh. And, you know, with today's mentality, it went viral like that. Well, again, I I have to agree with Mrs. Potter-Butter-Butter-Turn. The literacy is where it's at. And if, you know, don't don't go writing things and posting things. If you you haven't, like, spell-checked it and made sure it's the proper grammar. And you can't blame everything. On autocorrect, okay? No, no, that's a far stretch. It's a, it's a far side stretch. <laughs> Cliff and everyone, an oh, inner yes, rocket of the type that was used to carry nuclear warheads has been found in the garage of a home of a deceased resident in Washington state. The police responded Thursday to a report of a military-grade rocket in the garage of a home in the city across Lake Washington from Seattle. They said the Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio, had called Wednesday evening to report an offer to donate the item, which a neighbor said had been purchased at an estate sale. Bomb squad members inspected the rusting object and found it was a Douglas AIR-2 Genie, previous designation MB-1 for all those history buffs out there, an unguided air-to-air rocket that is designed to carry a 1.5 kiloton nuclear warhead, There was no warhead attached, thank God, and there was no rocket fuel, essentially meaning that the item was an artifact with no explosive hazards. I'm sorry, Kendall. When you started rattling off all those numbers and letters and rockets and fuel and warhead, I was just taken back. Did I tell you that I watched this Top Gun Maverick movie? Oh, yeah. You didn't tell me you watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. It was so... Oh, terrible. Did you watch this? <laughs> yeah, we went to see it at a drive-in back during, like, when things were still bad with COVID because we didn't want to go to a movie theater. And, like, watching outside was at least fun. But, it, yeah. Well, being outside's always nice. But, it, it, oh, God, it was so terrible. Now, I did watch it with the riff tracks, the Mystery Science Theater guys commentary because I couldn't oh. watch it otherwise. Uh-huh. Thank God, or I never would have seen it. But it was just, I I still believe that there's good in Tom Cruise, even if he's part Martian or whatever. You know, he's, (laughs) I don't don't write him off totally. But this was, wow, so bad. And it just, like, if you, like, why not just make a, a documentary about how you like flying around in planes? It's all, but anyway, Kendall, Top Gun was terrible, and that's what this is all about, right? That's what what I would do. Well, dear, I have to agree. Now, do you think we could be going to get back to the book fair? Yes, I'm very. I don't think I could take any more subjects any hotter than these. I've got at least one more hot subject for you. I got. Oh, I've got got one. one. I've got. Um, I don't even know how many. I've got. Did now? I've got one for you, right? Didn't you just give one? Oh, I thought you did. It's my turn, Kendall, and this is one you're not going to want to miss, frankly. So, uh, think back 285 years into the past. 
and imagine you're a lemon. Okay. That fell, and then somebody wrote on you and gave you away, and then flash back to the future to 2024, and you're up for auction, Kendall. A 285-year-old lemon found in the back of a fucking old cabinet drawer was auctioned for $1,780 in England. Brittles auctioneers in Shropshire said a 19th century cabinet was brought to the auctioneers by a family who said it belonged to a dead uncle. He was dead to begin with. A specialist was photographing the cabinet for sale when the lemon was discovered in the back of the drawer. The fruit was inscribed with the message given by Mr. P. Lou Francini, November 4, 1739, to Miss E. Baxter. The auction house decided to attempt to sell the aged lemon, and officials were shocked down to their knickers when it fetched a high bid of $1,780 dues. The cabinet, meanwhile, sold for just 40 quid. Oi! Oh, dude, that was a wonderful accent. <laughs> I didn't even realize I'd gone into it. I think maybe I was just <laughs> overtaken by the spirit. thought we lost you. <laughs> Whoever had that cabinet before, I can't even say. Oh, you could have oh. said it was a lemon. Is this, is, is this over yet? Oh, oh almost. Right. Almost. I got one more for you. This All this right. one is too hot to handle. Oh, but I got no. some oven mitts on. A woman fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage and was later mm. rescued from a trash truck that had compacted the contents while <laughs> she was inside. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking, Ernest, and that's that was my first thought. <laughs> Luckily, neighbors heard her screams, and the, uh, and the trash compartment <laughs> was equipped with a camera. The driver spotted the, spotted the woman stuck inside and called 911. By, dr- by, that, by that point, the driver had reportedly compacted the garbage up to four times. <laughs> <laughs> Rescuers used a basket ladder to reach the top of the truck and lift her out. By then, she was standing, talking, yelling. But was not, but was not an alert enough to answer questions. The woman was taken to the hospital after the misadventure. Her name was not released. In 32 years, I've never seen anything like this in my whole career. Battalion Chief Bob Bodet uh, told the told the news, "It's alarming because you don't really think it's true." Oh, oh four times she was compacted four in the trash. Times. <laughs> oh, dear, that just sounds horrible. That sounds. Terrible boys. I'm gonna go say a prayer for her and go look at the book fair some more. Something tells me that was the Lord at work in mysterious ways, dear. Uh, Perhaps she deserved it in some way from the jaws of heaven, Sugarloaf. That's that's cold, Mr. (laughs) Snot. I was kind of thinking. Maybe she deserved it. She sounded awful stupid to me. I think she. (laughs) Speaking of stupids, I think maybe she was one of them. Oh, there they go. They're out buying books. And they're gone. Put them in tote bags. Just that quickly. Uh, It's quick. It's quick how they grow and how they go. (laughs) All right, Kendall. 
We've talked about so many books. We're so literate. We so deserve funding from uh, in the National Public Radio. Well, bring it on. Bring it on. That's all I got to say. Bring it on. What number are we at? I'm uh, trusting you. Number three. Holy shit, 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 shit. Kendall, this is a book. Number, what is it, four? Three? <laughs> Three. Shit, 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 shit. Might be a tie. This is a book about, first one, animals. Did you love animal books? Animal books? Like, just books about animals, you mean? Just like encyclopedia entries oh. about... Uh, no, maybe. Kendall. <laughs> no. <sighs> no. This, Kendall, was a book about a family. Did you like books about family? We've already covered that. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, this was an animal family, Kendall. <laughs> for God's sake. Well, that's like the best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. You thought Hannah Montana invented having the best of both worlds. The whole damn family. She didn't. Fam it damly. Was, it was this fam damly. And they lived, well... Lived in bear country, if you want to know the truth. And plainly, there was a mama and a papa and a brother and a sister. And their last name was Bear, and they lived in a goddamn treehouse. And Kendall, if I tell you that I had one Berenstain's Bear book, I had 50. I had a huge stack of Berenstain Bear books. And when we would go out when I was that kid, so prepare yourself. I don't know what today's equivalent of this is. Something less inform informative and good for your brain, no doubt. But whenever I would go to somewhere like the Walmart or the grocery store or something, I would... I would at least need something for my trouble, right? So I would oftentimes talk him into getting me a Berenstein Bears book. So, this one, whatever number it is, the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> That's still number three. The Berenstein Bears and the Week at Grandma's by Stan and Jan Berenstein. Once in a while, the Bear family, who lived in the big treehouse down a sunny dirt road deep in Bear Country, got out the family snapshots and looked at them. Number what three, Kendall. Did you like the Berenstein Bears? I loved them. I had hundreds of them. I did. I loved it. And I, I also have to ask you what you think about the whole Mandela effect about it, because if you remember them correctly, then you are probably one that would say that's ridiculous. Well, I know it now because I've heard of it. Now, probably if you'd asked me before all that, I would have said Berenstain just because that is what it seemed like. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, I understand how it happened. It's pretty <laughs> I understand close. how the brain works. I understand that that's pretty close, that the brain... You know, the brain goes with what it knows. And we've heard a bunch of names that have Steen at the end, you know. And so yeah. Baron Steen, where we've heard very few, possibly zero, names that had Stain at the end. Unless it's like Stain Brothers, you know, who, like, you know, Stain Lifter, that's me, ALL. Second honeymoon sounds like a pretty good idea to me, said brother. Me too, said sister. 
they scooted out of the room and were back in a jiffy with their vacation. Something like that. But, uh, you know, but I'm glad you took us there, Kendall, and the Berenstein Bears. Well, that's what I'm here for. But no, I did, I did love, I loved the big, the big honey hunt. I loved the, the spooky old tree. That was one of my favorites. I just love, again, anything like scary or, you know. Yeah. But I, there were so many them. great ones. Loved them. Too much TV, too much candy, too much junk food. Those are the ones that stayed with me. Wonder why. Candy 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 candy, 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 candy. I loved them. I loved the Berenstein Bears. I want to live in bear country with them. Be their bear neighbor. I need to get some Berenstein Bears for the um, for the baby. You do now. Here's my only caveat. Now, and if we're if we're being honest, and frankly, this late in the show, everyone's asleep. Well, this is a, we're being honest. Yeah. So we might as well be as bluntly honest as we can. Berenstein Bear books are wonderful. As someone who's been at the library and has had occasion to read books to a kid, they're kind of long to read. If you're looking for a quick read, now if you're looking for one book and that's good night, that that would be good because you'd feel like you got your money's worth. Well, that's what I'm going for. I like to have a long. I hate like having to read twelve books in one night. I like to well, get a long. Then you say, "Hey, this is it, Berenstein Bear," and that's and then you're out. Yeah, perfect. Perfect, Kendall. One, one and done. One and done. Then that's what that's what they're there for. I loved them so many nights. I remember that more than any other book that my parents read to me. Were were the Berenstain Bears? Yeah. All right, Cliff. Well, that that takes us up to number two. Now, oh my God! Does it know, really? It does. Now wow. this book, I can't even talk about it without crying because I love it so much. Mm. Like it. It truly is that close to my heart and that much of a love of mine. I found it, I found out about it in school when one of the teachers like read it to me, to our class, not just to me by myself, but to the whole class. And I just thought, even as a child, I thought it was the most touching, heartwarming book that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I immediately ran home to tell my mom about it. In which she got it, and we it would become like our book that we read all the time to each other, and like I made her things that said words from it on there. But it is just the most beautiful book, and of course I got it when we had the baby, and it, I just can't even get through it, like reading it without crying. But it is the most touching book that anyone has ever put pen to paper. It's called "I Love You Forever." Uh, of course. And that's all I have to say about that, because I can't say anything else without crying about it. But it was wonderful. Well, I loved it, too. It is also a book that my mother read to me, and she would sing the part. Um, I love you forever. <laughs> I like you for always, as long as you're li- I'm living. My baby, baby you be. will be. And he climbs in and he holds her when she's old. Oh. And it's beautiful. Well, I'll just say that, yeah, when I was a kid, like, it was amazing already, thinking about all that. But, like, having lost my mother and, like, going back and hearing that, it just completely changed the whole thing. And it's just, like, amazing. So. And that was number two? That was number two. <laughs> uh, number two, or number one, right? Is this where yes. we are? Number one. All right, c- couple honorable mentions. One, when I was a kid, my church had a library. Can you believe a church who wanted people to have access to knowledge and books? Oh, they're all Jesus books? No, they weren't. (laughs) What I got as a kid 
was something that I don't know. <laughs> it was just, I, I, I'm glad that they did it, and I checked them out over and over. They were bookizations, not a novelization, but a bookization of these Charlie Brown specials that oh, came on uh-huh. at night. And I would check them out over and over. I'm sure they're in a dump somewhere now with the mild card in the back of them. But here's one example that I picked up. This is just from a, a You're in Love, Charlie Brown. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it just had the pictures from the special. Oh, yeah. And, and it would take, and if you were a parent reading it good night, you'd be annoyed because see how these long, big paragraphs. <laughs> but it, I, I loved them because it was, here it was, the whole Charlie Brown special right here in front of you at all the different pieces. I'm showing it. Well, and I'm enjoying it. You're enjoying it. So, but I checked those out over and over from my church library in the 80s, guys. And then another thing that leads me to number one is when I would be at my grandmother's house and in the summertime, you know, she would very wisely say, guess what, everybody? Nap time! And before (laughs) uh, we took a nap, she would read books to us. A lot of little golden books and things like that. And always because she was who she was, one of the books that she would read would be a Jesus book. God? Yeah. And so I have an example of one Jesus book <laughs> that was hers that she gave to me, and it says, Jesus makes me happy. From And look, this is one of, like a prime example of a hot white Jesus. Do you see this? <laughs> That's when they were really trying to get the marketing to get, bring people in. They're like, we got to make him hot. It's like, I get it. He makes me happy, too. But there were all different chapters. You know, the mother of Jesus. And, you know, long ago, there was a woman named Mary, and she was a very good woman. Oh, look, this looks like your baby, Kendall, but that was baby Jesus. But that was Jesus. It was Jesus. So, but I I just wanted to say that. And then my favorite book as a kid is one that I remember her reading to us. And it was one that I, you know, she would say, okay, pick one. And this is one I would always pick. And it was one called Mr. Bell's Fix-It Shop. I don't think I ever saw that one before. See, you would like it, though, because he fixes stuff. He's real handy like you. I would love it, yeah. You know, just starts, Mr. Bell could fix almost anything. Broken locks, broken clocks, broken pans, broken fans, broken plates, broken skates. He could fix them. Oh, and if you see, here he is. He's fixing like a clock. He's fixing it. There. Uh, he had a sign in the window that said, Mr. Bell's Fix-It Shop. I fix everything but broken hearts. But then Aww. one day, one day this little girl came and she, you know, it goes through all these things that he fixed for everybody and iron and a camera and stuff. But this little girl, Jill, she came in and she's sobbing. And she said, oh, no, the dog chewed up her doll. Do you see? Kenda. Oh, but Mr. Bell, he forgot about his supper. And he stayed, and he worked, and he worked until he had her all fixed up. Yeah. I'm abridging it. 
everybody. <laughs> and look at look at him. Look at how like why uh, the, let's normalize whatever this is. See, he's on his bicycle with his cat on mm-hmm. the back, and uh, like just that's that's how it ought to be. And then he goes back. He gives her the doll. She loves it. And then at the end. You know, it says people still smile when they walk past Mr. Bell's Fix-It Shop and see the sign in the front. But the sign is just a little different now. The crack in the heart has a bandage painted over it. And the words above it say, I fix everything, even broken hearts. Mr. Bell's Fix-It Shop. Isn't that so sweet? And for some reason, that just resonated with me. Totally. And that was the one that I always wanted. That's the kind of sweetness we need in the world. That's what we need. That's what listeners have come to expect, nay, demand of our show. And so who are we but to give it to them? There we go. We did it. We did it. We hit it all. We did it all in only seven hours. All right. I know it's hard to believe we fit it all in seven hours. But uh, we will see you here next week. I'm going to go look at some more books. I've got to get more because I just feel like I should get more books than Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn, even though my trunk is already full with garbage. Oh no! Well, I'm, we're gonna uh, we can load my car up. All right, let's load them up. Load them up. Load them up. They're still <laughs> they're selling Stephen King by the pound over there. Let's go. Okay, no, okay, no, okay, no.